What's up, guys? I'm Jared Lopes, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast, where I'm helping everyday families learn how to follow Jesus in everyday life. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast, and it is good to be with you. Uh, if you're new to Dad Tired, welcome. We're glad that you stumbled upon the podcast today. Uh, you can find out more about what we do by going to dadtired.com. You'll see a link there that says community. Click that link, and it will link you over to a closed group on Facebook where we have several thousand guys from around the world who are taking their faith, their family, and their marriage very seriously. This week, I got two emails um, that stuck out to me. One of them was a couple who's living in the uh, UAE, the United Arab Emirates, and uh, said that they're listening to the podcast each week and being super encouraged by it. And so I was super encouraged by that email. So if you're listening uh, and you are the folks that sent me that email, thank you. Uh, I'm so grateful that you're listening and that you're finding it helpful as you're living there. I also got an email from a gentleman in Spain. Uh, who said, hey, man, you're, you're reaching all the way out in Spain and God's using you uh, and the Dad Tired Ministry to just bring me closer to Jesus. So keep up the good work. And so I just wanted to say, for those of you that are listening around the world, thank you for listening. I, I, um, I'm often speaking in such a way for a lot of my brothers and sisters who live here in the States with me. Um, but I know that God is doing some incredible things around the world, and uh, I'm grateful that you listen. So thank you. Um, super, super, super exciting week. You've heard me, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about this devotional. Um, it's done. Uh, in fact, seconds ago, before I clicked the record button, I was just looking through the very final draft right before we send it to print. Uh, and uh, it's ready to go. So it looks, I, I think we had, a, I had a graphic designer work on it. He did an amazing job um, at, at making the content look beautiful. And uh, it's just, a, it, I, I'm really proud of it. And I think, um, I just am convinced that God is all over it, that the, it's covered and filled with the gospel. And it's going to remind us men to, um, to be the kind of men that God desires us to be and to fall in love with, with our savior. The reason I wrote the devotional, um, is I've been a part of Christian world for a long time, man. And I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff in the church and to be totally honest, I despise accountability groups. Um, and, some of that is just like my sinful, rebellious nature. And some of that is just, it just feels so like forced and cheesy. And uh, the content that we would go through felt really like homework. I, I always hated school. I, I've, ne- I've never been a good student. And uh, I just never liked being part of an accountability group. It felt like Christian homework. And I just never, I was always like, why? Why does following Jesus feel like homework? That just doesn't seem right. Well, it, I can't imagine like my relationship with Jesus. Of course, work should feel like work and a school should feel like school. But, but my, my, my relationship with Jesus and my, my trust and my faith in God should not feel like homework. It shouldn't feel like work. And, um, and so I've always just kind of despised accountability groups for that reason. And that's really was my main motivation for wanting to put together this uh, um, devotional was that you could get together with guys. I wrote it in such a way that if like you do not like accountability groups, you don't like devotionals and homeworky stuff, um, then you're probably going to enjoy this. I'm really trying to capture just like the the heart of the gospel and um, try to try to make it both theologically sound so 
that, it, you know, we're, we're pointing back to deep theological truths about who Jesus is, who God is, what the gospel says about God and about us, but also very practical. And like, what does that mean for our day-to-day lives? How does that actually affect my marriage and my work and my kids uh, and my heart today? Um, and I didn't, at the end of each chapter, I purposely did not put like um, questions at the end of each chapter because I didn't, it just felt so, I don't know, like um, typical and so homeworky to like read something and then to answer a bunch of questions and, and to kind of like quiz you on what you just read. And so at the at the end of each chapter, I put something where you can pray and just like, all right, if there's something on your mind, like pray about it. And then reflections, just think about what you just heard. And uh, and if you want to write something as and kind of like journal it, then go for it. But I just really didn't want it to feel like homework. And so at the end, <laughs> uh, for some of you, some of you like homework, you like, like answering all those questions. And so that might be frustrating to you. So at the end of each week, so the devotional is four weeks. And at the end of each week, um, there are a set of questions that are, are meant for you to go through with some friends. Uh, and I just pictured this where like you're hanging out at a bar or a pub or restaurant or coffee shop or whatever. And you're just meeting with some like dudes that you trust and that you love and you guys are reading through the, the devotional together. And then hopefully there's some questions uh, and there's some like conversation that can come out of that naturally. But if you get stuck, because sometimes we get stuck as guys like trying to figure out how to like go deep and have deep conversations. Uh, I put some questions in there so that you can like, you know, have at least a, some spurring of the conversation. But anyway, man, I'm I'm really excited about it. You can pre-order that devotional now. If you go to dadtire.com, you can pick up that devotional. You'll, if you pre-order it, you'll be the first ones that it's sent out to. Uh, and that'll be ready by the end of June um, for you to actually get a hard copy in your hand. So anyway, dadtire.com, get that devotional. I'm, I'm super, super excited about it. Um, what, one of the things that I want to, I want to cover this week is I often, I'm always talking about the gospel and kind of big picture stuff. I, I'm just a, again, a big fan of like, um, you know, we, we want to talk about theology. We want to have really sound theology and, uh, I think our theology, I know that our theology shapes everything. It's the most important thing. What you think about God influences every other part of your life, um, whether you realize it or not. It is a huge part of your life. And so uh, for me, I, I've always like, I've, I've kind of told people I'm I'm not like the most theological astute person. Um, and, and what I mean mainly by that is I don't want to get so caught up in my head that I miss out like what's practical. You know, like we talked about last week, James, when he said, what's true religion, it's to take care of the orphans and the widows. Like, um, I don't want to get so stuck in my head and so like scholarly that we lose sight of what's just practical. Like what does Jesus actually want for us today? But I think we always need to manage those two things, like keep those two things paired together um, because your theology affects your day to day. And so we, we really want to continue to marry those things, to merge those things, to see those two things, to not get caught in up in and one without the other, that we would just become so exclusively workspace that we lose sight of like theology and why we're even working and, and, 
and kind of relishing in his grace, but also not so scholarly that we, we get stuck in our heads and we've memorized Bible studies and passages of scripture in 15 different languages, and yet we haven't actually applied anything. I think that's sin. Um, and you've become really um, spiritually obese, as Francis Chan would say. You just keep eating and eating and eating, but you're actually not doing anything. Um, and, and we don't need that. We don't need more Christians doing that kind of thing. Um, so I say all that because I, I talk about um, the gospel often and kind of big picture, like what what is Jesus saying? What is, the, what is the scripture saying? We love our wives because Jesus loves us, that kind of thing. But today I want to, it's probably going to be a short podcast, but I want to give you a really practical, um, like hands-on approach to the Bible uh, and, to, and to like gospel parenting, because I, I was a guest on the Risen Motherhood podcast, which will come out on Father's Day. Um, they were recently a guest on the Dad Tired podcast, which was a really, really good episode. If you didn't listen to that one, it was just two weeks ago. Um, but I was a guest on their podcast and I was kind of making these like, um, statements about gospeling your kids, about using every opportunity to, to point your kids back to the gospel. And they kind of, they said something subtly like, um, you know, that, that can be overwhelming to some people. Um, the thought of trying to fit the gospel into your parenting strategy feels a little bit overwhelming and you, you don't even know like where to start. You get it. Like you want to raise your kids to love the Lord, but practically when you're in the midst of tantrums and uh, getting them to school and running late and meltdowns and all this stuff, like how do you actually play out the gospel and teach your kids the gospel in the everyday stuff of life? Um, which by the way is uh, <laughs> there's a whole book on that by a game, guy named Jeff Vanderstelt who is going to be on the podcast in June. And so you'll want to keep an eye out for that because he's a brilliant at, at helping us figure this out. But anyway, I'm rambling again. Um, but I want to, I want to give us a really practical, like I, I don't want to just stay up in the clouds today. I want to try to give us a really practical example of what that looks like and how I'm trying to do that in my own um, parenting. So I'm often trying, like as I'm as I'm raising my kids, and I'll probably talk about Elijah the most because he's six and he is at that age where he really understands and he can comprehend things better. I have a four-year-old girl who's getting closer and closer to that age where we can have deeper conversations, uh, and then we have a uh, two and a half-year-old foster daughter who's now part of our family. Um, so I'll, I'll probably talk about my son the most again because he he's in that age group where where he can get it probably the most fully. But I've been trying to do this since they were young, since all my kids were young. Um, but I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out how can I use everyday situations, everyday life to point my son back to Jesus, to point my kids back to the gospel and back to God. And uh, I think what often happens for us as guys is when we think of like raising godly kids and raising um, kids who will love the Lord, I think we... It's really easy for us to compartmentalize. And I talked about this on the Risen Motherhood podcast. I'm sure I've talked about it with you guys before. But uh, men, I've heard this analogy before. You may have heard it. Men tend to think like our brains are waffles. We like compartments. We like categories to put things in. We like neat and organized things. And, and that's why we can like... We can be fully engaged in one thing and then like flip a switch and then be fully engaged in another thing and uh, and not like 
emotionally be connected to to the first one that we just we can we can put things in nice neat compartments in our brains where women typically or generally that their, their minds are more like spaghetti everything is touching everything you said one thing here uh last june 15th 19 uh, 1998 and she's still thinking about it today because it affects this and like <laughs> there's just there's not as many com- clean compartments it's more of a spaghetti where everything touches everything so when we think of like raising our kids as men, we usually think in, in terms of like compartments. What compartment do I put that in? When do I turn on my I'm going to gospel my kids uh, dad mode? And then when do we turn on just like, okay, I'm going to be fun dad mode. And when do I turn on uh, I'm going to be work really hard and tune everything else mode? You know, and we've got these kind of like different modes and different sections or categories or compartments for our life. But the scriptures tell us that we we use every opportunity to point our kids to Christ, whether we're lying down or we're awake or we're walking and we're sleeping, we're talking, we're eating, like whatever we're doing, we are supposed to be teaching our kids about the things of God, essentially not having compartments. How do you not compartmentalize putting your faith or teaching? teaching your kids um, about the the good things of God, about the gospel. And and so that looks different than uh, the compartments of saying like, okay, I'm going to take my, my kids to a good church and make sure that they go to a good Sunday school. And that will be one compartment of our like Christianity. And then maybe one thing I can do is um, do like story time at night where I read the Bible to them or read a children's Bible to them, which by the way, if you're looking for a good children's Bible, there's one called the Jesus Storybook Bible. I'll put it in my show notes and PS, PPS. PSS, PPS, whatever. You say. Uh, I've been doing show notes by uh, my friend Jared um, has been helping me put together, not me, my another guy named Jared has been putting together show notes for every episode and it's been the biggest blessing. He's volunteering his time to do that. Jared, thank you for listening to this and doing that. So in the show notes, Jared will link uh, a link to that Bible, the Jesus Storybook Bible. It's really, really good. But that's also one of the compartments that we put in is, uh, you know, maybe I'll read the, the a Bible or the Bible, children's Bible to my kids at night before I go to bed. And listen, those are great, great things. I, I do that. I take my kids to church. Um, we are part of a house church, a small little house church here in Oregon. That's I love it. They love it. It's awesome. Um, and at night, I read my kids the Jesus Storybook Bible and point them to Jesus. But... Those are good things, but those are not enough things for you to point your kids to God and to teach them of the gospel. Those things alone will not be sufficient. You must learn to not compartmentalize your faith and help them not compartmentalize their faith so that they can see how does the gospel play out in everyday life? Like, how does this work uh, all the time? And so let me give you an example of how this played out practically for me this week. Um, I took my son on a daddy Sunday to a frozen yogurt place. We rode our bikes there. We were having frozen yogurt together and he was really enjoying the yogurt. And, uh, and I, and I told him, I don't know why I felt this maybe because I'm a pastor and I'm, I geek out or whatever on this kind of stuff. But I was telling him as we were sitting there, I, I was watching all these families. Like it was a hot day. So there's a bunch of families out there. There's kids playing, um, there was a bunch of people who rode their bikes. It was just a nice day. They're playing in the fountain. It's a new shopping like center development. And it was just nice. Everything was really nice. 
And in my heart, every time I'm kind of in situations like that, I just can't help but think about my times that I've spent in Africa and in Haiti and Nicaragua and these other places that would never, they wouldn't have places, you know, these kind of shopping centers with fountains and ice cream and all this other stuff. And and so that's, that's the first thing I thought of as I was sitting there with my son. And so I told my son, I was like, I was like, hey, buddy, did you, did you know that like there are, there are people around the world who don't get to have ice cream whenever they want? They actually don't even have food whenever they want. And some some people, there are some kids who don't even get to have water whenever they want. And my son's at a point where he's maturing. He's starting to think about the world. I mean, he's six, so he's not like mature, but he's maturing and he's starting to think about the world bigger than just his own little bubble. And uh, And I could tell that really affected him like, what do you mean there's people around the world who don't have food and who don't have something to drink? And and so I actually pulled up my phone. I got on my iPhone and I pulled up a picture. I Google searched. This may be too intense, but I Google searched a starving child and then went to Google Images and it pulled up actual pictures of kids who are really hungry, who are starving and malnourished. And I showed him just one of these pictures that was appropriate, I thought, for to show him. And he was really affected by it. Now, some may say, dude, that's way too intense. But I would say this is real world. I, I want to protect my son, but I also don't want him to be sheltered from the things that are actually happening in the majority of the world. And so I showed him this. Uh, and P.S., I wouldn't show like my two-year-old and probably not even my four-year-old, but I think he could handle it. And so I showed him this and he was really affected. And uh, he, he asked a ton of really, really good questions like, why don't they have food? Who's not bringing them food? Um, do they have jobs? And anyway, we talked for like 40 minutes about people who are hungry around the world. And I said, son, uh, the Bible says that if we believe in God, because that, that was the other thing he was asking me, like, well, can't God give them food? And I said, if we believe in God, God says that if we believe in him, that we as Christians get to be the ones who go feed them and who take care of them. And I said, there's actually a verse in the Bible that says, if you have two coats, give one to somebody who doesn't have a coat. If you have food, give to somebody who doesn't have food um, and, and try to use like this moment at this frozen yogurt place at the, this little park fountain to point my kid to the gospel, to point him to the truths of following Jesus. And I said, God tells us that if we love him and we believe in him, that we get to be the ones to take care of the needs in the world. And I said, son, that's why we are foster. We're a foster family. That's why we take in people, kids into our house who might not have a family to live with right now. And I said, because we love Jesus. This is the reason we do this is because we love Jesus and we get to be part of bringing good things where there are bad things in the world. This is the whole point uh, of Christianity. We get to see little glimpses of heaven here on earth by doing, by taking care of these bad things on the earth. We get to be um, Jesus to these people. And I don't know how much he caught of that. And like, I didn't go into like a full mini sermon, but I, I tried to give him as much as he was asking for. And I, honestly, he, he asked about it the next day and even the next day. Uh, and I think it really impacted him. But the point is, I was trying to use every opportunity possible to point my kids towards Jesus. It wasn't just a, we, we read the Bible before bedtime and it wasn't, we we're just going to go to church, but we're looking, I'm looking for every opportunity possible to point my kids towards God. So here's, uh, I'm going to give you homework as a dad listening today. I'm going to give you some homework. My challenge to you is this. I want you to read and study 
the book of, or not the book, the story of the prodigal son. And the prodigal son is in Luke 15, verse 11 to verse 32, is, is the parable of the prodigal son. It's the story um, of this man who had two sons. One son said, I want all my riches. I want my inheritance now. He was very rebellious. He took all his father's money. He went and spent it um, very frivolously and uh, without wisdom and ended up being poor and hungry. And he had abandoned his family and he really sinned against his dad and abandoned his dad and was eating out of a, um, a trough of pig, you know, eating pig food and decided to have the humility to go home. And he thought when he went home, his dad was going to be pissed because of the, because of his behavior. And instead of his dad being pissed, his dad actually throws off of his, his robe, which is unheard of. And he runs towards his son and embraces him. And he says, let's throw a party because my son has returned. And then God, and then Jesus said, this is what your, your father is like, you know, this is what God, our father is like. He's the same kind of God as this father in this story. And so what I want you to do is read Luke 15, verse 11 to 32, and just memorize it. Memorize as much as you can. Read the story five times. Get and Ask yourself some questions about it. Dig in as deep as you can and really get to know the story. And then what I want you to do is think about how you can somehow incorporate this story into your kid's life and everyday life. Now listen, um, most of the history, the Bible was told through stories. Um, it Most of history, they did not have this concept of like sitting down and having personal devotion time with your Bibles for really practical reasons. Like there wasn't a print press and so everybody didn't have Bibles. Uh, in fact, having scriptures written in front of you was really rare until somewhat recently. Like most... The thought of everybody having the Bible in front of them is, is a kind of a new thing. Um, this wasn't throughout history, but most people didn't have that luxury to like have personal Bible study. And so what had happened was you would tell stories. You would tell your, your kids the stories of Scripture. And, the, and then what, the way to teach them the Bible was to teach them through telling the stories. And so that's what I want us to get good at is like l- reading Scripture, learning the stories of the Bible, and learning how to tell them back as a story so that we can teach our kids. And listen, you don't need to feel guilty about it. Like if you're not sitting down at a Bible, uh, at your dining table and you, and you don't have a bunch of like study tools out with your kids, um, and you feel like you're being a bad dad cause you're not like walking them through the Bible. Listen, that's, it's okay. You can study the Bible and you should study the Bible and you should have like a study area out where you're digging into the word and really teaching yourself and learning as much as you can about God's word so that you can tell your kids. Um, a lot of us have kids who can't even read. And so, you know, it's, it's, it would be foolish to think that you're going to sit down and have these like deep theological exegesis studies uh, with your kids. Like that, that's just not reality. But what is reality is that you can teach yourself the Bible. You can memorize scripture. And then from, as you begin to fill your own tank with the word of God, then you can start to find everyday situations all throughout the day, all throughout the week where you can point your kids to these stories. And so that's my homework to you this week is start with Luke 15 
verse 11 to 32, read the story, memorize it, the parable, parable of the prodigal son, and then figure out a way to to interweave this story into your kid's life. And listen, I purposely picked this one because it's a layup. Like it's the easiest story to, to somehow bring in. Your kids will fail you this week. They will sin. They will be disobedient. They'll have a tantrum. They'll have a meltdown. Something will happen this week with your kids uh, for sure. And if they don't like email me and because uh, I want to pick your brain on how you have the perfect kid and no, none of us do, um, you're going to have some kind of meltdown or something bad happen or some kind of sin happen this week with your kids. And so this is a beautiful opportunity to tell your kids a story. When your kids mess up, once they've calmed down, once their emotions have calmed down a little bit, just tell them the story. Say, son or daughter, like there, there's this story in the Bible where there, there was this, there was a son and uh, he was really bad with his daddy. Like he didn't listen and he ran away and he was doing all kinds of bad things. And, uh, and then just at, before you finish the story, ask your kids, say like, what do you think, what do you think his daddy did? What do you think his daddy did when he did all the wrong things? And probably um, your kids are going to say, because we all operate out of shame, your kids are going to say like his daddy probably was really mad or didn't forgive him or whatever. And then you can tell them the rest of the story. Say, actually, son or daughter, um, even though the the boy, the this this kid did the wrong thing. His daddy was just so happy that he came back and he forgave him and he hugged him and he threw a party. And then you can say, and you know what, son, that's what I'll do for you. Uh, I'll, I'll forgive you every time you mess up. Even when you do the really bad thing, I'm going to forgive you. But son, I do that because we have a daddy who always forgives us. That's how God is. Uh, we can tell our kids about God through this story, the prodigal son. Uh, and again, if this is a layup. Like this is, a, this is a very easy one to incorporate. But this is what I want you to practice doing. Read the story and then figure out a way to just casually and organically and just like in the middle of normal life, figure out how you can inter uh, interweave this story into your kid's everyday life. Don't feel like you have to sit down and give a message or or do a long Bible study or even feel like this needs to take like 10 or 15 minutes. Just in two minutes, tell your kids the story of the Bible. And eventually what I want to start doing is give you more and more passages that you can read and, and learn, but then also help you figure out more and more practical ways that you cannot compartmentalize your faith, but learn how to share the good news of God in every day stuff of life. I hope that that's helpful. Sorry, I as I was like wrapping up that last thought, I got really distracted with the mute. <laughs> I forgot to mute the ending music for this podcast. So anyway, uh, sorry for the distraction there. Um, as you know, if you've been a long time listener, I don't edit anything. I like to keep things real and uh, unedited. Two things. Number one, go to dadtired.com right now. Pre-order that devotional. I promise you it's going to be helpful in your walk with Jesus. I purposely wrote it for you, the men of Dad Tired, um, to help point your heart, your work, your marriage, and your parenting back towards the gospel and towards Jesus. I, I really think it's going to be uh, helpful for you. Dadtired.com, you can do that. Also, if this podcast is helpful, if you've been listening to a while, please leave, consider leaving a review. Uh, it keeps us on the front page of iTunes which allows more and more men to hear the good news of the gospel. I love you guys. Have a great week. Let me know how it goes. Post on the Facebook group or send me a message and let me know how you're uh, teaching your kids the scriptures in everyday life. I really want to hear how it goes. Let me know. Later. Later.